0: Welcome to Where Leaders Connect, the Corporate Connections podcast where every week we sit down with one of the incredible men and women that make up our membership and explore a little bit about what makes them unique, what drives them, and their business choices. My name is Trevor Botkin and I am the National Director of Corporate Connections Canada and it is my incredible pleasure to welcome this week my co-host, Ms. Heather Arthur.
1: It is so amazing to be here and I can't wait to get started. We have a really exciting guest today, and I'd love to know more about who we're talking today, Trevor.
0: Well, I'm actually really excited about today. I mean, let's be honest. I'm excited about every, uh, I think, every podcast, but today in specific, because you and our guests have actually never met in person. That's right. So I get to introduce you to one of my absolute favorite people in the world, uh, Mr. Lalith Gunaratna, who is a member of Corporate Connections Ottawa. He's a parent, he's an entrepreneur, he's an educator. If, if I read out his entire bio, we'll be here for an hour, uh, just to say he's an absolute, when we, oftentimes people throw the term serial entrepreneur around, uh, this is this gentleman. Uh, so he's got his hands in probably in any given time about five different projects. Uh, right now, I would say the big one is Pure Fog, uh, which is a non-toxic disinfectant. That can be used uh, to handle a very uh, various number of ways of cleaning Um, but his real passion is labor of love is taking executive leaders people like you and myself and helping them with mindfulness and i think uh, that's going to be part of our discussion today so i'm really excited about that so welcome heather but more specifically welcome lalith
2: thank you trevor and so lovely to meet you heather
1: Great to meet you too. And I can't wait to dive right in. It sounds like you've got your hands in some really exciting stuff. And one of my favorite topics is also around mindfulness. So I'd love to start there. And if you could tell us a little bit about your background and why you think mindfulness is important in both life and in business.
2: Well, I was lucky that I grew up in Sri Lanka in a Buddhist home that gave me a framework for mindfulness, but at the same time, uh, going to a Christian school, a Catholic school, kind of gave me the flexibility to understand um, paradoxes and contradictions. So mindfulness is, is really about finding yourself uh, a space to move away from your thoughts, your emotions, to, a, to awareness where you can put things in perspective where things are not black and white. And for me, that's been the biggest gift that has been given to me through the mindfulness exercise is that that i have uh, i guess been able to transcend my left brain because i'm an engineer by training and and i love love technology and and science and all that too but i have been able to transcend the left side of the brain to move to the right side of the brain and and use the whole brain uh through this mindfulness practice so so that's a little bit of my background
1: and now you teach mindfulness correct
2: yes i that's one of my um one of my passions i must say Uh, In the last uh, few weeks, I've been teaching the Toronto School Board uh, from grade 9 to 12, which has been a treat. Uh, And then I uh, teach mindfulness uh, to business leaders. Uh, And I started teaching mindfulness, uh, I would say, around 2001 in Sri Lanka, when we had a training business where we went uh, into a program where we developed a program called Team-Centered Leadership, where mindfulness was not really an integral part of uh, the leadership uh, training programs, and I saw a connection between mindfulness and leadership because of the the ability to control or manage emotion. And if you're a leader, as we all know, we have to manage our emotions, and 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 this is a great tool for us to be able to manage our emotions.
0: I think I think as a parent, I just want to get better at managing my emotions uh, as the father of an eight-year-old. How? Uh, now, so you came to Canada, if I'm not mistaken, late 70s, 79?
2: I came in 73 as a 14-year-old first, and then lived in uh, Toronto, went to high school, college there, and then um, and then kind of reverse immigrated, got inspired by a book called The Drifters by James Michener. And my cousin and I, who graduated around the same time in 1984, this was book was, book was about a bunch of young people who... By a Volkswagen caravan and kind of party their way across Europe. And that's what we did. We followed the path of the book, ran with the bulls in Pamplona and kind of roamed all the way across uh, the Mediterranean and ended up back in Sri Lanka where we were born. So so that's how I went back to Sri Lanka and I came back to Canada. with a fa- I, I Actually, I told my parents I'd be back in six months and I came back t- 27 years later uh, with a family of four kids and, and my beautiful spouse, Samantha.
0: So, how much? How much did this this journey, this sort of uh, I don't even know it's a it's exploration or the this kind of celebration of of living in that. But I also know that you worked quite a bit, um, but also kind of having one foot in Canada, but always one foot back in in Sri Lanka and other developing countries. How much of that journey has shaped how you look? at uh running your businesses and, and as you do business development either in the pure fog or even the solar energy, which I know has been one of the hallmarks, I think, of, of your career professionally. But how much has that journey kind of informed those two pieces?
2: Well Trevor, I'm in the I'm in a in the world of the capitalists, but I'm a social worker at heart too. And I think that came about as a result of our first business, which was selling solar uh, home systems to rural farmers who didn't have access to electricity. And even though I grew up in Sri Lanka, I grew up in an urban area and I had never really encountered rural people, the salt of the earth, I would say, until I started my business uh, with my two partners. And and getting to know uh, the, the farmers who had all these challenges from the weather to uh to the markets, to pests, to and they had the, the wrong end of the stick at the end of the day too. Uh but they were the most humble, most uh generous, most gracious people I met. And and I would say the happiest too because because the joy that they had in the way, you know, and I, I would say materially they you know lived in some of them lived in uh, uh mud houses with thatched roofs but the joy that they had in life for me was was really uh, uh, an eye-opener. And for me, that never left me. And we sold the business uh, about 11 years later, and then I continued to work with the World Bank and other agencies from Vietnam to India, Bangladesh, to uh, uh, Uganda. Uh, So, And I worked with rural people. And across the board, I found that sense of generosity and that spirit of life, uh, and, and and it was just so refreshing for me, so so that's why I, I I'm kind of neither here nor there. I'm totally mixed up in many ways as a result of that. I'm also I, I also cannot focus as a result of that too. So so as a, as a typical business person as an entrepreneur, I don't have that. And, and it's not a good thing also. I don't have that go for the kill kind of attitude with the business. So I pull back and I, I like to do business in a way which is more relationship oriented. So, so that it compromises me in many ways too, but I, I'm not unhappy about
1: that. What I heard you say is that it's really important that in your business, it is relationship driven but that you also feel it's compromised your business. And I have to tell you, I'm having an allergic reaction to that statement because I think that's exactly where we're heading in this world. So tell me how relationship strategies are important in your business and how it will help your business grow because I think you're really onto something here.
2: Well, one of the things that I really believe in is if I get into a partnership, my my whole way of doing business is I look after my partner's interests before I look after mine. And it is really antithetic to the way the world has been shaped in a, I would say, a reptilian way, uh, because of the fact that we've also been shaped and educated on the left-hand side of the brain. And there's a history to that, right? Because uh, it all probably started with the the age when scientific thought started emerging in the 1500s. And then, of course, the separation of the mind and body came with the Cartesian uh, duality where... Uh, where science was told, okay, you mind your business and go this way. And and spiritual practices and, and religious practices were told, okay, you go this way and we're not going to interfere with each other. So this separation has really created a world where we have separated the mind and the body, but we have, as human beings, we have separated ourselves from this earth. And this is what we are seeing now. And as you rightfully said, now I think people are thinking about uh, life in a holistic way, uh, business partnerships in a holistic way, and, and and I think the twenty months of COVID has also given people a pause to sit by themselves, and and especially men, because you know I take responsibility for two thousand years of 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 a, of a man's world. Where uh, and look at what we have done, you know, we have brought it to the brink with the climate change issues, as well as the the issues to do with poverty and and the disparities, and and all of that. And and this whole kind of a predatory style of 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 living, and as I said, living on the left side of the brain, and we've been trained also. Uh, if we went to school, uh, more and more education became on the left side of the brain, where the arts, theater, music, all of those things are relegated to a side, and and you see people people being predators on this side of the brain because it's profit power. And that's what's driving, or that's what has been driving this this earth or this world's population for a long time. Anybody who's living in an urban area, who's had that education, uh, and so it, it's not only this part of the world, it's all around the world. So there's this urban elite, uh, I would say, who live around the world, who are in this kind of mindset. So I think a lot of people are now coming to the realization that, yes, you know, I, I can have all these... Big things, big cars, big whatever material things that become appendages to show us or show off our success is now not a big deal anymore because you're stuck in our homes. You can't drive that car. You can't go anywhere. You know. So so we are we are stuck with ourselves now. And I think us men have, and I, I really believe there is a little bit of a crisis of, uh, I would say, identity for for us men now. And men need uh, now a lot more support, and we need to support each other. But we need to also get together now. It's the age of Aquarius, right? Age of Aquarius is the age of partnership. So, so this is where I am really, um, I'm really excited about what's what's going to come into the future. But I think we we're just going to feel some more pain before everybody kind of comes to terms with yes, we need to change all this because there is a last bastion that always holds on to the old. Old God and says no, this is the way, and they're gonna they're gonna fight to fight to death, right? I mean that's the way it is uh, with anything, any change that happens, and we are at the cusp of that. And I'm I am really uh, really seeing this, and it's really exciting for me on one hand, and but it's also scary for me on one hand in terms of what's to come in terms of the struggle that we're gonna see, struggle for power.
1: Wow, that is very insightful. I think the power for struggle within us, first for who we're going to be now, and then in our future, and then who we're going to be for the world. It sounds like that's the question, and it's it's just fantastic.
2: Absolutely, and Heather, the struggle for power is really also not with the external world. It's first of all within myself. Mm. It's because my left brain does not allow me to get to the right side to see, smell the roses, and 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 see our oneness with nature. Because fear has been driven into us to, to state that this world is a scarce place. If you're not going to pull up your socks and do the best you can, you're, you're going to be a loser. And that's the message that's given from the start. So we, we hone in our left brain brain abilities to, to think, to analyze, to, uh, to be, uh, to be uh, efficient and effective. And, and really also to then all the other things that come along with that what's called success to conquer and that conquer and that success comes from the, the the measure of that is wealth right now, wealth of money. And and that really has, has left us um, compromised in many ways because we know at the end of the day, that's not going to save us, right? What's going to save us is a peace of mind, a sense of contentment and all of those things that are beautiful that comes from a from a place of kindness and, and compassion and and all-encompassing love and all of that too, right? That's what's going to save us at the end of the day because, you know, I've hung around from from my young age. I've been fascinated with old people. I remember even as a small kid, I used to go around the corner and there'd be an old carpenter who'd be planing his wood. I'd be sit, sitting there and, and watching him for hours. And for, for, and I had older people as friends for the longest longest time, and I still do. And you know what? And I've seen some of them grow old angry that they have with a lot of regrets. And it's been so sad. And most of the time they've been lonely too because nobody has, once they use their, lose their useful purpose, they've been, they've been discarded. But I've also really had the opportunity to be with some beautiful human beings who grew old gracefully. So that informed me from a young age that I need to invest in something from the beginning and from a young age, that's why I, I really thought, okay, I need to find that balance to, to really not take advantage of people, to really see how I can collaborate and work with people, to give of myself as best as I can. And and as I said, the compromise has been where I, have, I didn't accumulate financial wealth. And that has also uh, put me on the back foot many times because I, I didn't have the reserves to pick myself up when things went wrong. But you know what? At the end of the day, too, what, what's, what was really beautiful to see was whenever I needed help, there were so many people who were willing to help me. And, and that, to me, also gave me an indication as to, okay, well, I must have been living okay then for so many, so many people to come to my rescue when I needed them.
1: I think you just proved the power of relationships and why they're so important in our lives. Absolutely,
0: It's such a beautiful display of integrity also when you're putting people in front of your profits and where you're always um, really investing in the, I think, the sanctity of those relationships as opposed to what can I get from this. And, and you know, we often talk about in our community about people who are master connectors um, and some of it always feels like that uh, that, you know, networker who's always passing out business cards in all the years I've come to know you, just someone whose generosity knows no bounds and and always looking to put people together for the sake of those two people, not because it brings you any results, but that you just want those two people to connect. So I think it's incredible in that sense. Uh, I know we're almost out of time. I I do wanna give Heather uh, an opportunity to ask her last question if she has one before we do. Thank you so much for both of you to take this time. Uh, to have you guys in the same room together, virtually, of course, to share such incredible wisdom. Heather, do you do you have one more for Lalith?
1: I do. And here's my last question. Lalith, do you have a secret talent that you haven't shared with us? And I see a skateboard in the back of you. Do you have the ability to do crazy things that we don't know about or another hidden talent?
2: Well, I mean, yes, I, I, I do lots of crazy things, but I haven't mastered the skateboarding yet. That's my beautiful daughter, Itana Skateboard. Um, And uh, it it happens to be back there. But I do, I mean, I do like to push limits um, in living. And I'm, you know, I'm 62 years old now, but I still play rugby and, you know, all of those things is to to also be an example. You know, if I'm going to educate somebody, I need to be able to walk the talk. So when I tell young people, when I told those young people, Learn to breathe well first, you know, and then I I tell them to to remember a few things for the rest of their lives. And I say, uh, I ask them to close their eyes and I take them through a meditation where I say, now imagine where this breath is coming from. This is your sacred breath. This is your life force. So when you take that breath in, close your eyes and imagine that beautiful tree that's out there that's giving you that oxygen. And then I said, imagine where that tree is seated now. It's sitting on this earth, on this soil, which is sacred too. So I said, for the rest of your life, if you remember those three things, I said, you'll do well for the rest of your life by yourself and by this earth.
1: Oh, that is the most beautiful message to end this podcast. And the number one lesson that I got out of this conversation is that you lead with love, with passion and compassion for humans all around you. So thank you for sharing this time with both me and Trevor, and thank you for who you are as a human being. Thank you for just being you. It's been a beautiful moment to share with you and to share this earth with you.
2: Thank you. Thank you very much, Trevor and and Heather, for this opportunity. And also, I know David is spearheading it too. So thank you for, for, and and also I'm I'm blessed to be a part of the Corporate Connections uh, community.
0: Thank you. Well, we're certainly richer for having the two of you in our community. And it's such a blessing to have both of you on the call today. And I cannot wait for the meeting when I get the two of you in the same room together.
2: Me too. I would say plan for about a day and a half.
0: I think that's going to be magical. Thank you both. And to everyone listening, thank you for joining us today. And can't wait for the next podcast or Leaders Connect. Have a good day, everyone.